Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Abby. And I'm Paul. And welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we are talking TAS Season 1, Episode 11, The Terratin Incident. That sound is. It's time for. Uh, <laughs> it's time for pop tarts. No, we're doing pop tarts this time. <laughs> so I. Have, Wait, you guessed some mores last time, right? I did. Uh, guess and some Abby was, last was time. correct. And I was so right. I, so I pulled another one. And again, I have I have four of the like you know. Key flavors. Prototypical flavors. At least okay, I think I it's got to be strawberry. Abby? I'm going blueberry. Ooh. Ooh. Boy. In a strange way, you're both right. <gasps> is it mixed is it berry? berry? Uh, no, it's you're blueberry strawberry. Close, it's wild berry, but strawberries Ooh. and blueberries are on the. Hey. Um... I think we both win. Do we yeah, get a prize? Also, raspberry. I mean, I'll send you one of these pop tarts. That means um, I can take that. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that that counts as a win. I'll give you that win. Awesome. That means Abby has guessed two of these. I have. Them. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm I'm catching up. Oh, don't worry. I already have my my guess for next time. Wow, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Kelsey's prepared. I, I more go with the moment and what I'm feeling that day. <laughs> <laughs> that is not like either of us. No, it's not. It's super not. We're, we're anyway, yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's not fewer Pop-Tart flavors than there are Pepperidge Farm cookies, but... No. Um, there's a lot of Pop-Tart flavors, I've noticed. There really are there a lot are. of Pop-Tart There are also a lot of Pepperidge Farm cookies. Well, I didn't get the like limited time Pop-Tarts, right? That, that yeah. would have made it a lot harder. Oh, good. I um, love limited editions of things. <laughs> What's your they, favorite limited edition Pop-Tart? Okay, okay. They we just, do have to talk about this No, no, no. no not Pop-Tarts, but they just did a limited edition of Coke that's like Galaxy Coke. Did you guys see this? Isn't it zero sugar, though? I think it is. It's like zero sugar flavor, but it's Which it's is, like specifically yeah. like called like like it tastes like the galaxy or it like tastes yeah. Like outer space. I saw those <laughs> and I <laughs> saw and I was like almost gonna buy it, and then I saw it was sugar free, and I was like, no, nope. only sugar free. Yeah, <laughs> they mean, don't make it in regular. Oh no, I actually yeah. I think they do make it in regular. Does it? Oh, I haven't like seen a regular. What does it taste like? I don't know. I didn't get it because it was like seven dollars. <laughs> but I mean, isn't, doesn't Coke yeah. just cost seven dollars? I mean. It was significantly more expensive than the like ones that I usually buy, which is just Cherry Coke Zero. Huh. But I looked at it and I admired the packaging, which was all galaxy like. Yeah. It is pretty packaging. But yeah, they yeah. Did a good job. I just And hey, if you work at Coke and you want to sponsor us, we're just saying that we will <laughs> advertise for you for free Coke. Or Pepitron for these. Or Pop Tarts. Who makes Pop Tarts? Ke- Kellogg? Yeah, I think it's Kellogg. I think it's Kellogg. Let me. Okay. Kellogg's will advertise for you too. Yeah, it's Kellogg. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, so there is there is a Star Trek episode that we're supposed to be talking about. Is it the Terrigen incident by chance? It's yeah. Gulliver Gulliver's travels in space is what it is. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I have more notes about this one, which usually means it's a worse episode. I See, the weird thing it. is, I really liked this episode. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's funny I shrunk the kids in space. I don't know why sure. I really liked it, but I did. I was I was engaged. I enjoyed it. It did. I will say, it's this one bad. felt more 
okay, this one did feel more engaging. It also felt longer at the end, not not in a bad way. <clears throat> it felt like it had packed more into it. It felt like there was more meat in this episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there was a lot going on. There, It was a lot. I, I liked it. Also, at the fun. end, he said the title, so, you know, that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they did. I remember that. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, also, don't forget, every dilithium crystal has been smashed and doesn't work. Incredible. Well. Wait, are they smashed or are they just not work? Or are they just inoperative? Yeah, it's unclear. Okay, well, the, the dilithium <laughs> no longer works, for, for whatever reason. It's gotten either bigger or smaller or something else. Something's happened to it. I don't know. Because there was a lot spirals. I I had okay. So if if for some reason I noticed that the size change was happening, my first reaction would not be the ship is growing. My reaction <laughs> would be I am shrinking because that makes more sense. <laughs> like it does. I I could not believe, like, I would, I don't think it would have even occurred to me that the ship is growing. I would have been like, well, I am shrinking. <laughs> so I think they framed it in two different ways. And I, I, I agree if you're standing in a hallway and the hallway starts getting bigger, you're, it's right to say, I'm shrinking. But they first frame it with the engineers standing there, like, using a wrench or whatever. And then the wrench is bigger. And they're not really taking in the context of the room. So I don't think, I, I think that's how they framed it at first mm. was my, the tools oh, are getting the bigger. The tools, yeah. Which I think I don't would know. be a natural I inclination. Just, I would like to point out that Spock was the one who's like, um, we're shrinking. And yeah, everybody else sure. was like, but the ship could be growing. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a, it is a possibility, but you're right. <laughs> it's it a, is more it's likely it's kind of a that you line. are shrinking. Anyway. I, I just want to throw that out there. Also, sometimes I have questions about why Bones joined Starfleet at all. Like his, <laughs> well, the way they write him. This, no, not his Bones disinterest, this his is disinterest in exploring things. This is definitely an episode, and I've, I've mentioned this I've mentioned this the last episode, that like McQuaid does not have anything to do in this series. They're not writing him in, and then he's just accidentally there, so they have to give him lines. And it really feels like it in this episode. That they I, don't... I don't they, think that's anything he would ever say. Yeah, I don't think they sat down and said, oh, we could use McCoy. I know him as a developed character. They say, oh, we've got a doctor we got to write in here, I guess. And then they just make him a say... A grumpy like, doctor. Yeah, grumpy doctor. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I just... Sometimes I just wonder... It's like, you don't... Do you actually like space, Bones? Why I don't actually think be, he does like space, no. You could just be a doctor on, on a planet. <laughs> any planet, really, that's that's habitable. I actually agree with you on that point. I, I mean, yeah, I really don't think he does like space very much. Like, I just have questions. <laughs> yeah. It's well, fine. speaking of questions, can we get a science corner? I think I, 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 I would spend the whole episode in science corner, Chelsea. Great. So they have atoms, which they show on that monitor. But yeah, they show they show a they definitely show the old like an old school model. Oh yeah, I need that. Uh, My boyfriend right now studies atoms, so uh, yeah. That that is is a a drastic oversimplification of his work. uh, I mean, we we all study uh, atoms. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but he like breaks them apart for his job. Uh, but anyway, the pictures he has shown me, the models of an atom do not look like that. They do not. But, Correct. <laughs> uh, long story short, can you um, shrink the space between like atoms and molecules and uh, like just get smaller? So Spock is not incorrect in his sort of starting uh boy his the conceit of this episode i suppose that the space between atoms is larger than we would think right atoms just aren't sitting against each other okay yeah but what then the implication is is that you're essentially changing either the charge of atoms the the repulsion of that charge of atoms so the stronger weak nuclear forces right the you're talking about changing rules of the universe, um, right? Magnetic forces, things so of that sort. Okay. Um, and the fact that they're just like, oh yeah, so our density will just kind of keep increasing and, and as this distance reduces. Right, like, their weight, they specifically say their weight's going to remain the same. Yeah, so the problem is that like, if this taken to at an infinitum, as, as Spock says is is fusion right they're talking about a fusion reaction that this is the idea that when you overcome the repulsion between atoms and push them close enough that they start to form bonds um and create higher you take two lower elements and combine them into a, a larger element a higher atomic number element that's nuclear fusion and that produces a lot of energy um right that is a, a <laughs> that is something that would happen there and so it wouldn't just stop because their DNA is like a spring or something. Is that the is that the conceit? <laughs> I believe that's what they said. Yeah, but like, it also it, it was the shape of their DNA. It also Felix wouldn't like, stop, stop the reaction. It also there's no reason that it would like the metal wouldn't also fall prey to this and also be shrinking too. Right, because it's just the organic objects. Well, because they say that like it's the DNA that's shrinking that's doing this. And so that's why the cells are getting closer together. But I don't know. Everyone has questions. Yeah, it only affects things with carbon for some reason. Well, no, they're not saying that it, it impacts things with carbon, right? Um, it, they we're saying that it impacts things with a double helix of DNA. Oh, so okay, I might be confusing things because they said it was only organic material. Isn't the definition yes, of organic so... material with carbon? So they were they were implying a different definition of organic to mean things that have DNA. Ah, oh, great. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> because they specifically said like it's the DNA doing this. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. Oh, I did catch that too. I just I did not like fully understand the distinction. And they made the tie with the dilithium. They said that okay. like the dilithium right. is also spirally, right? Uh -huh. They showed the picture right, of like right. spirals. Yeah, because dilithium is not organic. Sure. And it's so, a rock, right? Or it's but like it a mineral. Change size or something because it is spirally, and then the, oh, they were it. shrinking because the DNA is also spirally, even though it's Guys, not I have spirally like eight at Felix. Eight hundred questions. Okay, that's better. I was going to say if you only have eight questions, that would be problematic <laughs> too. But um, I mean, it's fine. It's a lot of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> I love, Abby, I, have you had enough time to fully knit a sweater by this point? Almost. I mean, I thought about it because I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I never expect the science to be correct. So I just so, kind of go in assuming it's not. And I just, I just go with it. The science is frequently close enough. I, I, this but is this one time of those it was, where, it, it was problematic. 
Well, and we're talking about a 70s kind of pop-sci understanding of some of these ideas, DNA being something that they knew about but didn't know a ton about. Um, but yeah, my question like that got co-opted in the episode is like, why aren't your clothes shrinking? Um, and they're like, oh, the clothes have DNA, I guess, because <laughs> they're seaweed. Oh, no, they said the clothes, yeah, were made of algae, therefore yeah. they're organic. Which, Which doesn't would not really make have, sense. Would not have DNA, right? The DNA would have easily broken down. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, Which is why I was thinking it was better Carmen, the presence than of Carmen. naked cartoon characters. <laughs> but to that effect, so. like their fingernails or their hair, the ends of their hair yeah, wouldn't be shrinking. Um, any of them, I guess nobody wears glasses, but um, yeah. yeah, they'd have more Future. problems. Yeah, the, the badges. Why do the badges shrink? Aren't the badges metal? Well, no, because it's no, it's it's t it's t a s t o s. They don't their badges aren't metal; they're fabric uh, patches. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Right, 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 right. Of course, it's... I'm a dum dum. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> they're not useful badges yet. <laughs> they're just but there. Yeah, I, I think the problem they have in this episode is that they, in a way, they haven't in in TAS. They kind of try to explain it. Like they dwell on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. No, no, you're you're correct. Whereas, really, like the interesting plot points are like the things that happen to them as a result of the shrinkage. Right. Yeah. If they had just said, "Oh no, we've been hit with a shrink ray. We got to solve it," and then that's it, and we're left to figure out on our own how the shrink ray, ray works or why, I think it's cleaner. I think it's a lot cleaner. Yeah, I agree. But I did enjoy it, and I, I don't, however, I, don't hate it. I did have I don't hate some. It. I had some problems with, like, they figure out, A of all, Kirk is like, beam me down to the planet for 10 minutes, and that'll be enough to figure out everything. <laughs> oh, no, my communicator got covered in lava. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, did they not, like, did they not, like, scout a place without lava? They clearly did not. They the didn't argument do was, anything. There really I wasn't just... a spot without lava, right? No, it was lots of lava. I also just... I just enjoyed that whole situation. And I'm just like, okay, just beam a bunch of people. Once you find out that, like, A, I didn't know that you could set a timer on transportation, and which I think is cool. <laughs> and then B, I'm like, once you find out that works, just beam, like, Kirk, just yeah. beam a bunch of people down and then beam them back so you have yeah, some help. Yeah, immediately. 100%. Why didn't they do that 100%. Really? I agree. Or just so, beam them from transporter room to the bridge like that seems like yeah work, right? right that seems like it probably would work like once like, Kirk just... can work the transporter problem solved yeah right? like you can just yeah get at least enough people to run the ship again and then get the Terratin city and then go and like, even if they're even if the beam is still shrinking them you just need to then have a chain of people in the transporter room like have somebody right. on the transporter yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just and like every 20 minutes like... you have to go there and resize yourself right right can can we talk again about the lava <laughs> because <laughs> sure. i have been at the site of an active volcano sure and i i have been like about as close to lava as as i think you can go in like a tour group which is like on a volcano you and i went like in a hole on the volcano and when you get in the hole that's like closer to the inside of the volcano it's like very hot but you're still, like, very protected from the lava. And it was very, very hot in that hole. I'm not sure you can be, like, on lava or right next to lava, uh -huh. as Kirk is. Just throwing that out there. Well, so the, the deeper problem is that 
any any lava you were near was flowing lava, right? It was just lava that is slowly flowing down from a volcano in a way that is predictable and is not mm. pressure based. It, it's just right, you know, right. lava. It's just not not air. Just, air. Yeah, yeah. Um, not where a, not this was clearly air. like active exploding. exploding <laughs> volcanoes everywhere. Like, there there's lava be... everywhere flying around. Well, and, and lava would be the least of your problems. Exactly. The, the big problem would be like the ash in the air that you're breathing. <laughs> Which <laughs> there isn't any. So is this any, a magical space volcano? Any number any. Of, of poisonous compounds, toxic yeah. compounds in the, the air. The Terratons would, would be dead by this big time. Problem. Like they're so tiny. Like they would be dead. Like they'd all be dead. Yeah, I mean You'd have to say they have some sort of shield Force over field. their city yeah. that is that keeping in an atmosphere or something. But yeah, the, the atmosphere of this planet should not be breathable. At yeah, this why point, was Kurt right? breathing? Yeah, he needed you know. the environmental yeah. belt on. At Space the magic. If he'd, if he'd had a glowy field around him, yeah. 100%. Yeah, everything would have been Which fine. Which would have been easy. Yeah. Don't they already have the glowy field? Uh, no. I can't remember because we watched it. I do order. wish... Especially in this current housing market, that I could just like beam my house to another location. Like it would be very <laughs> convenient. It would save on moving costs. Um, it would. I mean, I do. That did just produce a memory that I thought you were going to say it would be nice if I could just make my house real small. They made a movie, mm. right? Was that an Owen Wilson? Maybe Mark Wahlberg? Something. Two three years ago, there was a movie about like. We're, we'll build a town, but it's going to be small so that it doesn't cost much. And then, like, you get a house there. This is a bad pitch. Sure. It's probably a bad movie, which is why none of us remember it. But the premise was, like, tiny town, get shrunk, live there. Okay. I have, um. like, 16 <laughs> questions. <laughs> Again, I... this was a movie. I believe you. I totally believe you. I just I just think it would be convenient if somebody could like move me by just taking my whole civilization and moving it to another place. Like that seems like an easier way than like packing and like all that. I'm just saying. It would be convenient. I mean it was com- like they be they got him up fast. Oh yeah, they just like put like some lasers around the rocks so they could just scoop up the whole city and just bring the whole city with him. Did anyone else think for a hot second Kirk might be leaving them? Yes, because he was kind of a jerk to the leader of the Terratons yeah, he for really no was. real reason. Like, he was mean. He was mean to yeah. him. Anyway, th- this movie was called Downsizing. It has Matt Damon in it, which I guess, what did I pitch? I pitched uh, Mark Wahlberg. Owen Wilson. And Owen Wilson. I guess Matt Damon is the, the midpoint between <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson and Mark Wahlberg. Sure, why not? Also, it was Christopher Waltz in it, so, um, you know, this movie must have grossed, oh, much less than it cost to make. Ouch. Ooh. Yeah. So, anyway. Whatever, man. It's <laughs> fine. Just didn't make a good that movie. Checks, but. Kind of... I, yeah. But they save them, and then they take them to a planet where they can live. Good yeah. for them. Which actually is a neat solution. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I it's, said, it's a pretty, like, snazzy, like, take your whole city and move it elsewhere. It is a question of, I, I think they did just slip a line in there to answer it, so I'll, that is maybe it. But it is a good question of why, when they transported it aboard and used a transporter, they didn't just return to normal size as well. Oh, yeah, because Bone said it's part of their DNA now. Yeah. They yeah, they've like been that. there long enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the so throwaway So they kind line, of like, hand wave mm, explained it away. 
Yeah, I, I think. Yes. Well, he didn't say they've been there long enough. He said it had become a genetic component of their species or something. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah. Um, which, let's let's okay. just let's just meet back over here in Science Corner. Um, <laughs> you have to have variability in a gene in order for something like environmental pressures to exert natural selection pressures on it. Um, and there's no variability in human size at the DNA level about compacted DNA that would be transmittable uh, or, or, or passable through genes. So there's no plausible mechanism for this to have, have worked. But it works. It just does, Paul. Yeah. They're, they're basically being held Science in place and compressed. And even someone who's shrunk and then produces a child with shrunk DNA, the DNA would still be shrunk because of the external pressures, not because of something that was passed on. So. Yeah. Whatever. It's yeah, fine. you know. It's fine. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good, like, teachable science in this episode, <laughs> in that they've they've done so much of it wrong, but... <laughs> it's fine. It's I liked we... this episode. I found it engaging. Whatever. Did we talk about... It mediocre. Did we talk about Chapel falling into the... the aquarium or oh whatever. no we didn't we didn't talk <laughs> about shooting the needle <laughs> oh my gosh i liked her like constant cries for help like they didn't hear her the first 12 yeah. times <laughs> i'm just like dude can't you swim like i just i'm pretty sure that while. is a required component of starfleet training is swimming. yeah like i also yeah. am happy that they at least fired one of the Chekhov's guns of those animals they had in there of like, okay, we're yeah. going to use this tank. Well, that's what <laughs> I thought. Okay. I thought the fish was going to like eat her or something. And that yeah, was going to be right? like the, like, that's what I thought was going to happen. She but the fish, fall in the fish tank too. And then the fish was going to come after her. I don't know. Tension. I just, yeah. I, I just, it was silly. In and then case, Kirk though, is like, no more walking around for you, lady. And I'm just like, what? The? She tripped, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's in She's in there for the same reason you're in Medbay. Because yeah. Sulu tripped and fell and broke his yeah. leg, right? Like, and he didn't say, tiny, Sulu, yeah. no more walking for you. Right? Like, I, what yeah, was she, she was going to get a laser. She went up so and got... She was going to get a laser. She went up and got what her... looked like a wintergreen lifesaver. And then yeah. mm -hmm. brought it back to them, and then they were using a laser that was like ten times taller than them. So yes, somehow I, it worked. Don't question. <laughs> Unless it was like a shrinky dink. Unless it was a, a pill for Ooh. a laser that they dropped in water, and then it became a laser. Shrinky dink. Right, and then that she brought back be. the wrong one first, and it was a dinosaur. But I guess she fell in water too, so that doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. Random question. <laughs> Because last episode we talked about the writer writing themselves into the episode. Um, there was a point on the planet where they showed a group of four people um, that looked like people from the 70s. One of them had glasses, which is very, very out of place in um, <laughs> characters in, in, TNG, in TAS. Boy. Um, and it looked like they were just four people that had won a contest to be in TAS. <laughs> That's such a good point. <laughs> as and far as I could discover on Memory Alpha, they were mostly just reusing cell animation from the background characters. So that yeah, they were this, just... The one yeah. on the left of this, again, had 70s glasses. I It just had to be... Maybe maybe that was the, the writer that was in the last one that we didn't see. <laughs> Yeah, also... nobody, nobody in Trek has glasses. Yeah, I, I need to freeze frame that cell of those four people. So, yeah, uh, uh, 
Well. You guys have destroyed my joy in this episode by all your science talk. <laughs> Yay, that's always my goal. You know, I still... Destroy I the still, joy in listeners. You're like I, think listeners. A, I think there's a fun episode here. I don't like, mind it. I, I think it's fine. I just think it's, it doesn't right. make sense. No, yeah, it never makes sense. No, sometimes it does. Oh my I god! Also, I forgot that. to mention those handmade ladders that Sulu and oh, yeah, yeah. the orange guy are using to get to their yeah. stations. I really enjoyed fun. those. That cost money to I animate. Their little, I mean, yeah. to draw. Like they had to put a note in there. Like, yeah, they're great. Um, we did. We didn't even talk about the reason they were there initially to, to see a burnt out supernova we don't even have time in science corner to talk about that so yeah see it was like a giant (laughs) gas cloud there's too much other science corner stuff yeah the gas cloud was cool looking it's also the size of the ship sure (laughs) i mean they're right next to each other right yeah i wonder i wonder if they were i feel like they were reaching at these good ideas and pulling good ideas off the shelf and then trying to put them together and they just didn't get them together right because this this has a feel of um writing about a neutron star you would talk about like compression of things right gravity is is extreme um and it feels like they're writing a a novel like neutron star or um oh what's the other one another good but in any case it feels like that's what they're aiming at and then they just yeah. This, uh, to be fair, this is a point in the '70s where they didn't know that much about these sort of ideas. That's so. true too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Whatever. shall we move on to messages? Go for it. Not that I have many. Hmm. Boy, what are the messages of Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> Considering it's a since satire. I've read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say "Don't fight horses" is the message I remember. Uh... <laughs> it's been a while since I've read Gulliver's Travels. I mean, I, I think that probably the main message is about communication. Um, communication being, like, kind of key and more effective than violence. And only because Kirk gets, like, so mad. Um, but they do try to communicate, so... We didn't talk about that. That they claim that they were shrinking them so they can communicate with them. But they can clearly communicate with them. They're right. not like yeah, it was that episode weird. of TOS it did, where That didn't really make sense, yeah. Right, it has that vibe of that episode of TOS where the people are experiencing time quicker Faster, or slower or yeah. something, so they have Faster. to pull them into their, like, their, whatever yeah. they call it. It has that feel. And if they had gotten a signal, but it was like tiny mouse voices, and they're like, what's that? Can't understand that. Let's leave. And then they get shrunk. Yeah. And there's an argument, but... I don't know. It's kind of the best I can come up with. <laughs> and I guess, like, a message about, like, um, I don't know, this is real stretch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when you're, like, sick or injured or whatever, like, just being careful and trusting yourself and not trying to overexert yourself since they, like, all end up injured. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure I'm laughing at it, too. <laughs> I'm, real, I'm reaching here, guys. I'm raging. It's fine. It's fine. That's it. I mean, uh, Paul looks like he's considering my words carefully. No, I was just trying to think of like what. Yeah, I'm like again. I, I think this is still better than a, the good chunk of those TOS episodes that are problematic. This yeah. one is problematic in ways. I agree. That, yeah, I agree too. I I, I like this. 
I'm kind of struggling that, like, we were promised, Chelsea, that these episodes would be horrible at the start. When we started watching these, you said there'd be real bad episodes. That's how I remembered them. But honestly, I watched them so long ago. It was like four or five years ago. I was mostly, they were mostly background. I just didn't, I, like, wasn't engaged by this series the first time through. Yeah. I think, I think at best, I think maybe the complaint would be that they're kind of forgettable. But, I, and maybe that's it. Maybe I had forgotten them so much. I was just like, like the ones that stuck out were like the magics of Oh, man, the magics yeah. mix too, yeah. <laughs> right. how, how, how do you ever forget that? I mean, I mean oh, that's a good point, Chelsea. You're probably right. Yeah. So I think I remembered like that one. And I remember the Spock one, which is really good, which we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I'm looking back at some of these episodes. I'm like, man, I don't remember that at all. But I know, and um, we, we've like literally analyzed them to discuss them. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so the antagonist here is these these people. What do they people? name? The Terratons. Oh, duh! Oh, oh my god! Uh, wow, Paul, can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea was both of us Episode. staring at Abby, waiting for. Uh... Abby was like, "What?" <laughs> this is my purpose. I. <laughs> This is the one thing I can do. I mean, <laughs> are they at the bottom of the list? They've got to be. They're right? not very so. dangerous. Right? They're not they're high. Powerful. They're not. Well, they're, yeah. They have a shrink ray that is useful. Is is clearly like it, there's a clear solution to it. It's just teleport, yeah. right? Yeah. In right. terms of the yeah. types of solutions that they've had to come up with, where McCoy has to easy. sit with a microscope for a few hours, like. Just standing on the teleporter pad is a pretty easy solution, so. I agree. So I think it's got to be bottom of the list. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm so. I'm that. Okay. Bingo time, time, time for bingo. Time for bingo, bingo time. Bingo time. Yay. What are we thinking? Well, yes or no? Yay or nay? Boy. I actually, well, Nurse Chapel's there, and she talks. And she talks. She's there, yeah. Uh, did Sulu set the course? He might have. He might have. Because they do talk about navigating a lot. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Uhura definitely talks about the the hailing frequencies. I don't know if she says they're open. Doesn't Uhura have to sing? I thought that was the big O square. Anyway. Um, uh, I think there might be two for Uhura. Kirk is not trapped on the planet even though he could have become such because they set the 10 minute timer correct right uh let's see which again why don't they do that all the time right (laughs) automatic beam out would be solve so many of their problems yeah i don't know this one just doesn't feel like it but five's kind of easy to hit i'm gonna go with no yeah it sure feels like a no uh, you're both wrong. We made it. Five. Wow. Five even. <laughs> Which I'm starting to agree with easy. you, Paul, that five is too easy. <laughs> I think I might move it up to six. Cause, yeah, yeah, we got to bump to six. We got to bump to six. It's, yeah, we're up and into six after this. But yeah, so there's Captain's Log. Sulu does set the course. Nurse Chapel's there. The dilithium crystals are inoperative. Oh, the dilithium. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the title of the episode said... Oh, the oh, title. title. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We started with that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't wait till the yeah. end of that. So yeah, so we hit five. So and from now on, we're gonna have to hit six because I am getting annoyed with hitting it all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. We've hit five. It's exactly like not fun this times. way. 
Yeah, we've hit five yeah, attack people. Yeah, it's not so. fun this way. So Even I think we should have hit the six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's saying something, man. <laughs> All right, shall we see what we are going to be watching uh, next time? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait no, we have to guesses? guess. What are your All right, guesses? I guess mods, problems in space. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, mods, problems in space. I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, I bet the, it, we've, we've talked about the fact that the Guardian comes back, right? That it's another, like. Yeah, that one's Yesteryear, I think it's called. Oh, Yesteryear? Okay, I was going to come up with a fun title, but Oh, yesteryear. sorry. <laughs> it's not Yesteryear. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I was going to, Guardian, Guardian something. Yeah, Yesteryear. I'm guessing Yesteryear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no to both. So we are going to no. be seeing episode seven, The Infinite Vulcan. Oh, I, I knew that one too. Cool. On a planet of intelligent plant-like creatures, the clone of a human scientist clones Mr. Spock for use in a galactic peace mission. Awesome. That sounds that, great. I, I can't wait for that. that sounds really I good. love, I love a Spock episode. It's going to be delightful. Yeah, you're going to be so happy. I'm worried. <laughs> I am going to be happy. I'm worried because they're implying this is like a biologist who's going to clone him from like awesome. raw I materials. So. I hope so, so it's like cloning, not just putting him in a teleporter, but not killing him. Um, sure. Well, we'll find out next time. So join us then, listeners. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 3 dbmo at Beam3. You can find us. We trust you. Uh, email us at info at 3 Uh And we will see you next time for the Infinite Vulcan.